Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T R Y L I F E M D.com. From the twisted mind of author Eve S. Evans, prepare yourself for a sleepless night after listening to sinister true tales of paranormal. A truly haunted podcast. Brings you a new chilling episode weekly. Available on all major podcasting networks. <laughs> Five, four, three, two, one. Listening to Forever Haunted Podcast. Coming at you straight from the supernatural vortex. Vortex. Discussing haunted locations, ghosts, poltergeists, cryptids, and all unexplained phenomena. Here's your hosts, Eve S. Evans, James Currow. Welcome to another episode of the Forever Haunted Podcast. I'm James Kiro. And I am Eva Evans. Welcome to our new segment of Ghost Stories. Sit back and relax and enjoy, because Ghost Stories are up next. I always wanted a pet growing up. A dog, a cat, even a hamster would have been great. As I got older, the desire waned, but never went away. When I started living with my then-girlfriend, soon-to-be wife, I hoped we could bring home a furry friend. Unfortunately, her allergies made this impossible. I was resigned to a petless life. But as fate would have it, I got my wish. In the strangest of ways. See, I believe there is a ghost cat in our home. We've lived here 19 years, and throughout that time I've experienced, along with my wife and our guests, quite a lot of feline freakiness. It started with sounds, little meows and scratches. I thought perhaps there was a cat beneath the house, or maybe even in the attic. But after hours of searching, I found no such thing. Then came the kneading. I've heard some people call it making biscuits, an adorable term if you ask me, but in any case... If you've ever owned a cat, you know what I mean. 
They will use their paws to massage the carpet, floor, your skin. I believe it stems from scent marking. Well, our ghost cat seemed to have picked up the habit. Oftentimes, as I drift to sleep, I'll feel those kneading sensations at the end of the bed. Sometimes I'll even hear the quiet, gentle rumble of a purr. I'm not alone in this, as my wife and our family and friends who have spent the night over the years reported the same experience. I suppose I should have been alarmed. However, there was a part of me that liked catching sight of the little black shadows slinking around in the corners of my eyes. The kneading and the meows. Recently, though, things have started to change. Last night, around 3.30am, I was having a hard time falling asleep. In a state of half-consciousness, I felt pressure at the end of the bed, as if a cat had jumped up on it. I was alert, but unafraid. Moments later, I experienced something that had never happened before. The cat seemed to run the length of the bed, circle around my head, then leap to the floor. I sat up in surprise, searching in the dark for the sight of something. Then, I felt that cat attack. There was nothing there, but I felt it all the same. The cat jumped up to the bed and began frantically scratching at my feet and legs. It felt like I was being ripped to shreds. I cried out and pulled my legs to my chest, expecting to see blood. In an instant, though, the attack stopped, the pain subsided, and I was left without a marking. Panting, I was left to explain the strange encounter to my angry, now waking wife. It seems impossible that I don't have a mark when I think back to the pain. I'm honestly scared to go back to sleep tonight. Could this have been our docile ghost cat? If so, what happened to make it so enraged? Before last night, this haunting, if that's what you want to call it, seemed harmless and even sweet. Today, however, I'm faced with the reality that there really may be a spirit in my home, when I have no control over whatsoever. I'm at a loss for how to handle this, and I need help. I've listened to other people's stories and searched for similarities, but the closest I've heard was a tale or two of phantom barking or people being held down. In truth, I've become afraid. However, where there is darkness, there is a silver lining. As the ghost cat becomes more present, more aggressive, my wife becomes ever so much closer to giving in and getting a dog. So watch out, ghost cat. Your reign of terror may soon be at an end. My mom was a 911 dispatcher back in the 90s. I was around seven years old at the time, but when I got older and more curious, I started asking her about some of the calls that she could still recall from that time. She told me about one in particular that was really bad and still makes her feel terribly uneasy when she thinks about it. She was working one year on the night of Halloween, and she told me that Halloween tended to be one of the busiest nights for police and ambulance services, since many people took it as an opportunity to be more reckless and dangerous than any other night of the year. She had taken a lot of calls already that night, but this one stuck out the most. It was around 10 or 11 p.m. when a call came in from a young woman. When my mom asked what the emergency was, she explained that there was a couple of guys driving around town with some kind of dummy or mannequin dragging behind their truck. The dummy itself was falling apart as it was dragged over the tarmac, 
and pieces of clothing and chunks of plastic were being torn off and scattered all around the roads of the city. It wasn't doing any harm as it was, but there was a risk that the dummy could fall off and cause an accident. Plus, the woman said that the sight was rather gruesome in the dark and might cause some disturbances if others saw it. Given that it was Halloween, the most likely explanation was that the whole thing was a prank, since it was exactly the kind of thing that kids would use to scare people for a joke. My mom made a note of the incident, but there were more urgent calls to attend to first, so she didn't act on it right away. As the night went on, however, more and more calls started coming in about the truck dragging along this disintegrated dummy all around the city. It seemed to be upsetting people quite a bit, so she eventually sent out a patrol car to try to find the truck and put an end to the charade. As they were driving around looking for the truck, the police officers came across several articles of clothing and bits of plastic that had fallen off, but no sign of the dummy itself. When they eventually managed to catch up to the truck and flag it down, they made a horrifying discovery. The dummy turned out not to be a dummy at all. It was a person, a dead body to be exact. The guys driving the truck claimed to be completely ignorant of the body stuck on the back of their truck, and after some questioning and retracing their activities of the night, the truth was finally revealed and it was worse than anyone could have ever realized. The two guys had gone to a store earlier that evening to pick up some alcohol and snacks for the rest of the night. As they left, they had unknowingly backed the truck into an elderly man who had been standing behind them in their blind spot. Somehow, the man's clothing had gotten caught on the truck's rear bumper, and when they drove off, they'd taken the man with them. These two men never even knew that they had been driving around in their truck dragging this old man's body around the town for miles, while people who saw it merely thought they were towing along a plastic dummy. I can't even imagine what kind of pain that poor man had gone through in the moments before he died, unable to claw himself free from the back of the truck as he was dragged over the tarmac at horrifying speeds. Those pieces of clothing and plastic that people thought had belonged to a dummy were actually the clothing, flesh, and body parts of that old man being scattered around the whole city. When they finally got him free, his body had been in a gruesome state, completely and irrevocably broken. It must have been a horrible job for the officers who had to go back and find all of the pieces of him on the streets and the road. Just thinking about it gives me the chills, and my mom had told me that it was one of the worst calls she had ever taken when she had found out what happened afterwards. Nothing like that had ever happened to her since, but the story doesn't end there. What's even weirder is that when the paramedics arrived to attend to what was left of the man's body, one of them claimed to see an elderly man standing by the truck just watching them. It was dark and they were unable to see who it was, but the figure turned and walked off into the field by the side of the road and seemed to just disappear into thin air. Nobody knew who the man was, but it almost seemed as though the man had been waiting there until the paramedics came, and then he simply 
vanished. Given the amount of damage his body sustained throughout the whole ordeal, the man was proclaimed DOA, dead on arrival, at the hospital. And the two guys riding the truck were arrested and convicted of involuntary manslaughter. Thank you for listening to Forever Haunted Podcast with Eve, James, and Ryan. And remember, if you have a ghost story you'd like featured on the show, contact us at foreverhauntedpodcast at gmail.com. Make sure to follow us on all social media so you don't miss a thing. Eves.EvansAuthor on Instagram and Facebook. Or Forever Haunted Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. 